ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwinigo. together for the Lord somebody are you not excited to be in church this morning hallelujah amen we want to move on very quickly and um, have our testimonies and we want to call uh, Nat Natty to come give his testimony Nat is Nat is here put your hands together for Nat as he comes to give his testimony testifying of the Lord's goodness hallelujah amen Hallelujah. Good morning, please. My name is Nathaniel Nati. I'm from Joy Zone. My pastor is Zippy Jocelyn. Um, my testimony is that I was born with a birth defect of bow legness. And because of the bow leg, I had serious pains when I'm working. It was so severe that I could barely walk. So in 2014, I decided to go for a surgery to correct the bow leg. I went for one in 2014 the other in 2015, and the last one this year. But the one in 2015, after the surgery, I had some complications. So I have to go for another surgery to move implant in my leg so that I have an MRI test to see what's wrong with my leg. So when I went for the, when I went for the last surgery, um, the doctor came to me in my ward and told me that there was no need for the MRI test again, that what the problem with my leg is now okay, like the deformity is now okay, I'm fully healed. There's no need for me to come to the hospital again. And I'm so thankful to God that he has been good to me. I thank God for all the good things that he has done for me. Thank you. We praise God for his miracles. He's still in the miracle business. God will do it for you if it happens happened for you yet. Oh, you can put your hands together. Let's have a louder clap. Put your hands together for the Lord this morning. We want to invite our sister Mary Rami to give us a song. Hallelujah. Please let's clap our hands for Jesus.
your hands hallelujah what a blessing what a blessing were you blessed by the testimonies your healing shall come the Lord will restore every aspect of your life that is not going well there is power to heal as you help other people's children to know God God also helps your children and sorts out your personal issues as well clap your hands for Jesus beautiful beautiful Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. Wonderful privilege and a blessing to be in your house. We ask, Lord, that you speak to us. You minister grace. You minister wisdom to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and you may please be seated. This morning... I want to start sharing a very important message I believe we need as a church, especially as the church grows and as new members come into the church and as we have new converts. You know, people come into the Lord. They did not know Jesus. They were living a kind of life. But they hear the word of God either in church or through an outreach. And they get born again and they come to church. Now, a, a, a good pastor 
will not always assume that. In fact, he will not even be a good pastor. A pastor should always assume that there are always new people who need to hear the same things. Otherwise, there will be a very, very huge gap between those who are matured, those who are who know God, who are stable, and then the masses who know nothing. So this morning, the message I'm sharing is directed towards most of us here who are very new in the Lord. I mean, if you are here, you are five years, seven years in Christ. You are new. You are a new believer. If you are a seven-year-old member, you got born again last five years. You don't know much at all. So, I want us to turn our Bibles to Galatians chapter 2. Very important scripture every Christian must know. Verse 20 of Galatians chapter 2. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. If we had time, we would have memorized this verse. But I give it to you as a homework. Today, tomorrow, during the week, memorize this verse. And of course, it's a verse we are going to be reading very often as I continue the series. I am crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20 Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So the title of the series I'm starting today is The Life I Now Live. The Life I Now Live. The life I now live. We are focusing on the life we are living now. The life I now live. It's a very unique life. It is a different life. It is different from the life you used to live. And the emphasis is that it is a life. It is a life. Today's average Christian perceives Christianity as church going. 
church attending, church attendance, going to church on a Sunday morning. I think every Tonquist sang that song, go to church on a Sunday morning. That is really what many Christians understand Christianity to mean. Your ability to go to church on a Sunday morning. And that is a Christian life. There is nothing else apart from having an ability to go to church. There, there are even some people who think Christianity means being born of Christian parents. Having a father and a mother who are Christians means that you are a Christian. So they don't even go to church. But they are Christians because the father and the mother go, uh, 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 go to church. They are Christians. So they are also Christians. It even gets more bizarre when you think of some people who think they are Christians because they are citizens of a country which is called a Christian nation. Yes. I'm not sure Ghana is a Christian nation. But Zambia, for instance, where we just came from, is officially a Christian nation. Yes, officially. It's a Christian nation. So, you can be deceived into thinking that because you are a Zambian, you are a Christian. You know, and it is these mindsets which must be corrected through teachings. Teachings. I am not really concerned about those who are in who live in Christian countries and those who are, you know, born of Christian parents. I'm addressing us today as Christians who are in church. That even here, there are some of us, if not many of us, who perceive Christianity to mean attending church on Sunday. But in this message I'm sharing, Christianity is going to be presented to you as a life. A life. That is the teaching in the Bible. It is a lifestyle. It's a life. And Paul said, the life I now live. This is the current life. As a believer, whether you are a pastor, you are a deacon, you are a singer, whatever you are, it is very important. That's why I tried to tease out that phrase. The life 
I now live, the life which I now live. Now, now, there is a life. Now, I want to start by informing you that you cannot talk about the life you now live if you have not been crucified with Christ. The life you now live as a Christian, you see, Christianity, another name for Christianity is the life you now, and the emphasis is on the word now. Now. Not then. You don't become a Christian by being born to Christian parents. You are, you are not a Christian by birth. Christianity is an entity. It is a life which has a beginning. And it does not begin at the labor world. That's why we even have another term of whatever we, we, we call the Christian experience. Of course, we borrowed from the words of Christ in John chapter 3. As he spoke to Nicodemus and he said, except you, uh, uh, he said, you must be born again. Born again. Because Christianity does not begin at the labor world. That is your first birth. Whether you were born to Christian parents or you were born to um, whatever parents, you were just born as a normal human being. Your mother being a spiritual woman, being a Christian, being a priest, your mother being a lady pastor does not confer Christianity on you when she gives birth to you. You are born. And then along the line, through your personal experience, you get born again in the Lord. And I'm going to be teaching you for you to understand that this life you now live is a whole new life. And only one out of the thousand things you do is coming to church. This is not it. Even the church, even 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 the church life, even if we let us even wrongly assume that Christianity is the church life, even if it was the church life, Sunday morning church is not the whole church, it's not the church. You have just come here. We have been here since Monday. We've been doing things, having a, it's, it's a life. Even if it was the church, which is not a tr- case. Even if Christianity was the church, it's not a Sunday morning church service. So, Paul describes the Christian life as the life, the life I now live. And I'm saying that as I'm starting this message, You cannot join us to talk about the life you now live (laughs) if you have not been crucified with Christ. Some of you are not, have not been crucified with Christ and you are walking around us. 
Some of us have been crucified with Christ. <laughs> the Christian experience begins with dying first. And then you live forever. Which is the opposite of the worldly experience. Where you live first. And then you die forever. In hell. If you are, if you are sitting here. And you, ha- you have not died before. Something about you has not died. You cannot Join us. We did not build this church to deceive you. That merely attending this church service means that you are a Christian. Something must die. What are the things that must die? Your old life. The first thing that must be crucified is how you lived before. Like, before you got born again, you went to church any time you wanted to go to church. Wow. Yes. If you are born again, you go to church when the church service starts. It's like, before you went to work at Echo Bank, you woke up when you wanted to wake up. But now in your new life as an Echo Bank manager, you have to be at work at 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock. It's a new life. Yeah, you can't wake up at 9 o'clock in your house, arrive at 11 a.m. and think you are in Echo Bank. Yes. It's a, it's a new life. It's a new life. Your old ways, your old sinful, weird, bizarre ways must die. It must die. You need to have a pastor who guides you to heaven. Not one who coaxes you and makes you feel great when you are actually lost. Your old life, your old clubbing life must die. There is something called old, and it must be old, it must be in the past. When you get born again, there should be something about you, and that is you should be able to point to certain things you used to do. That's why in those days we used to sing great change since I met God. The things I used to do, I do them no more. It's an old life. It's past 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's an old life. If anybody is born again in Christ, you are new. He's new. All things are passed away. There is an old life that must die. old life and when you are telling your story like how somebody would come and share a testimony of how the children have been to school some of masters whatever university and, and somebody comes 
says about uh, God has healed him and the pain is not there anymore. When you are testifying, you should be able to talk about something you used to do before. That's the real testimony of a believer. Before, I was like this. Paul, if you read, he always used to testify. He, he called himself somebody who was a blasphemer. Injurious. He, 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 he hurt the church. He injured the church. He was blasphemous. But now, he said he, have, he has received mercy. <laughs> Do you have an old life? There are many people, the old life is today's life. There's no change. How you were before is how you are now. <laughs> Sin. If it's not dead, it means you cannot even begin talking about this new life. Either it is dead or at least it is dying. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dead or dying. Is dead or dying. Not fresh with life and with color and with, 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 with vitality. <laughs> Romans 6 verse 11. Likewise reckon ye also yourself to be dead, 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 indeed to sin. Dead to sin. We are struggling with sins. We are struggling with insulting people, quarreling. You see somebody's husband, you are having thoughts. You see a girl, you are having ideas. Filthy talk. We are ever, till we die. It's, we, are, we are struggling, but it's a fight. <laughs> we are fighting to kill it. Yes, it's either dead or dying. And Paul said, "He said you consider yourself to be dead, dead. If I, he's not even lowering the standards. Dead. I'm dead. I'm the one lowering the standards. Dead to sin." And later on, I'm going to talk about faith. Dead. We believe that we are dead to sin. We are dead. I don't live this life anymore. I'm dead. You confess it until it comes to pass. I'm dead. The pornography I used to watch, I'm dead to pornography. I'm dead. That is the Christian life. Something, if you cannot point to something which is dead, your appetites, appetites, ungodly appetites, must die. That's a Christian. That's say, I am crucified. I'm dead. I'm, I've, been, I've, been, I've also been nailed. Look, listen to me. In Christianity, if you are not dead, you cannot live this life. It, it, it starts with dying. It does not start with living. Appetites. Galatians. Chapter 5 and verse 24. They that are Christ. Those who belong to Christ. This is a Bible. It's showing you that people, if you say you belong to Christ, those who are Christ, 
they have crucified the flesh. Nobody kills it for you. You kill it. Nobody kills it for you. And we learn it through Abraham's life. He took his own son and climbed the mountain to kill the son. Nobody, you don't send someone to go and kill your flesh. You yourself, you kill it. You kill it. Yeah, you kill pornography. You kill fornication. You kill it. It says, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Lusts that are in you. You kill it. You kill it. You kill it. Even if you kill it and it comes back to life, you kill it again. Yes. Yes, because, because without killing, that's why Paul said, I die daily. Every day. Yes. Thank you, that scripture. I'm preaching. We are raising crooks in the church. People who don't understand what it means to be, to, 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 to be born again. Who don't understand this life. Who don't respect God. Who don't respect church. Who don't have any fear of God. You, you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be preaching, God willing, as I get the chance. Yes. I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. Yeah, because some of the things which died yesterday will come alive in the night. So you kill it again and it comes alive in the afternoon. And you kill it again. You die every day. That's how you can be a Christian. If you leave yourself, you can't be a Christian. There is nothing like you were born again in 72, so you are still born again. You, you see, being born again is, is, a, is a sequel to dying and crucifixion. If you don't die, you can't live. So, so, so you live every day. That's a, that song again. I live for Jesus day after day. Our Christian life is not a weekly life. It's not a monthly life. It's not a yearly life. It's not a lease. Daily, day, every day. You are killing fornication. You are killing lies. You are killing stealing. You are killing adultery. You are killing prostitution. Daily, every day. And until there's death, there can be no life. Can't come and sit here. I think that Sunday you come to church on Sunday, so you are a Christian. <laughs> Last night you are with somebody's husband, and you, because because you entered the church, when you enter your garage, do you become a car? I die. Ask yourself. I I am not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself as well. Yes. What what has died? You cannot say you killed drinking, 
10 years ago. I mean, I killed drinking 23 years ago, but I'm still killing it because once in a while, the appetite comes. Yes. 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 It cannot just die. Even Jesus told a story about an unclean spirit, a demon, an evil spirit, sin, whatever, unclean spirit, which leaves a man. As he has left the man, he's outside the man. He's roaming far away from the man. He still considers the man his house. He said, I will return to my house. That's how they think. So whatever you used to do, that you don't do anymore, we thank the Lord. But victory, there's nothing like, like victory forever. Yes. There's nothing like everlasting victory or everlasting defeat. Victory or defeat is daily. You fight, you win. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to fight and win. I praise God for my victory today. I bless God I'm not drinking today. It's a clap your hand that I'm not a drunkard. But it's only for today. Tomorrow morning, I must kill it. I'm addressing this as the introduction. Because without this, you, you can't. You can't talk about, you cannot talk about Christianity. Your life you now live. You have to ask yourself, what has died? The next thing that must die before you can become a Christian is your personal goals. Yes, dreams must die. Your dreams, your vision, your, 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 your personal goals must die. Because you will discover that your personal goals are rubbish goals. Your personal goals. You lack it. When you come to God, you trust him to guide you every day. By his word. It's a lamp. It shines on your path. Shines on your path. Especially when your personal goals were goals which were hatched as an unbeliever. Before you got born again, you had an idea about what type of man you wanted to marry. You've come into the Lord, you cannot. You throw it away. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. Look at it very carefully. It says, oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. Your way is not in you. We trust God every day to guide us. Even in the church. We say today we are doing this. Then tomorrow we change it because God changes. The Holy Ghost is like the wind. It blows where it wants to blow. So when you come to the Lord, your personal goals must die. When I got born again, I had a personal goal of becoming a doctor forever. But when you come to the Lord, it dies. Because God gives you new visions and new wisdom. Your goals about your children. Your goals about what type of woman you will marry. What, I mean, if you leave a man to choose a woman, he's likely to choose a witch. 
you leave a woman to choose a man, she's likely to choose a fool. Most women marry fools. Even spiritual women marry fools. One girl was asked what type of husband she would like to marry. She said she wants to marry a man with five five. Five five. Five bands. Can you imagine? This is a Christian in church. Five five. Hey. I mean, if you are my wife and you want five five, I can grow it in two weeks. I'll have five five here. But it's somebody's vision to marry a man with muscles and who is tall. A man who walks like that. Even if he's a fool, I don't care. I, I like like that. You drop your goals. You kill your goals. And through the word of God, you receive wisdom and guidance for a better goal, a better life. The life I now live. You cannot talk about the life you now live if nothing has died. If your old relationships have not died, you cannot talk about it. You can't come into God with old friends. No, they drop. Say, come ye out from among them and be separate and I'll be a father to you. God cannot be a father to you if you are still with people you must come out of. And I will be a father to you. And today, as we live here, may the Lord be with us in our cars. As we walk to take a car. As you go through the day. Ask yourself, what is dead? What 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 are you currently killing? Because the life you now live, that life starts after death. Nothing dies. You can't talk about something living. God willing, we shall continue next week. Stand to your feet. Also, want to tell you that something is things are going to change. It's very likely from next week Sunday you'll come to church to see me preaching. So just flow along and come early. Yeah, if you want to be a part of the service, it starts at six thirty. Yes, but if you, if you want to come at eight fifteen, you are free to come. I'm just saying to you that you may come and meet the message having gone on for about 20 minutes. But I will address that about the life you now live. Yes. 
lift your two hands and let's pray. Just pray for yourself. And ask God to guide you every day. Ask him to guide you. To help you. To show you what must die. To show you what must die. To help you to live the Christian life you ought to live. Kamolima sandala bakata. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We are grateful for your great, great blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please close your eyes this morning. If you are here today and you are not born again, I want to pray for you to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and your Lord. You want to say, Pastor, I need Jesus. I want to be born again. Pastor, please pray for me. If you are here like that, wherever you are, just stand there and lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. You want to receive Jesus Christ into your life as your personal savior. Just lift your hand wherever you are. Just lift your hand. Hi. Yes, I see your hand. Yes. You now want to start killing the flesh and killing things. You want to start walking with Christ as a believer today. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Yes. I see your hand. If you are here and your hand is up, I want you to come to me. Come. I want to pray with you here. Yes. God bless you, sir. Come. It's your day. It's your day. It's your day. It's your moment. Everybody has his day. Clap your hands for them. Father, we thank you. Please lift your two hands and I want to pray with you and I want you to repeat the prayer after me and make it your own prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today feeling lost, feeling empty, feeling dirty. But I've heard about your blood that can wash all my sins. Oh God, please receive me. Wash me. Give me a new beginning. I want to walk with you. I want to live for you. I want to die for you. Today, I ask you, to come into my heart and wash my sins away. I thank you for my salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. 
Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.